And uh, so you bear with me, all right? Genesis chapter 25, begin reading in verse number 19. If you can't enable, stand with me this morning, honor and reverence to the reading of the word of the Lord. Genesis chapter 25 and verse number 19. The Bible said, and these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begat Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padaram, the sister to Laban, the Syrian. Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. The Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Verse number 22, the Bible said, and the children struggled together within her. As she said, if it be so, why am I thus? She went to inquire the Lord, and the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. The one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. When her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. First came out red all over like a hairy garment. They called his name Esau. After that came his brother out, and he took his hand, took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob, and Isaac was three score years old when she bare them. Boys grew, Esau was a cunning hunter, man of the field. Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. Notice verse 28. The Bible said Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. Watch the latter part of verse 28. The Bible said, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I sure do love you this morning. Lord, I'm thankful for the privilege, God, the honor, Lord, to be back in your house. Thank you for each one that's made their way out. Lord, I realize that crowd this size, there must be many needs represented. Lord, I pray that would you do that that only you can. Lord, speak to hearts. Lord, I pray this morning that lives would be changed. And Lord, I realize, no doubt, they must be one here lost, undone without you. And Lord, I pray that the Holy Ghost convict that heart and Show them the realness of dying without you. Lord, I pray you'd speak to hearts this morning. Do that that only you can and we'll be careful. Give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. you be seated. Thank you for standing. Now, we found ourselves this morning at a uh, fairly familiar text. We understand that uh, Abraham, of course, uh, had Isaac, the promised seed, if you would, and uh, then we noticed a few chapters previous in chapter 22 that the Lord, the Bible said that God did tempt Abraham and uh, told him to offer up his son Isaac uh, uh, as a burnt offering. We know the story. We've looked at that. Uh, uh, then you fast forward a little bit, chapter 24, uh, and that's where I want to spend some of my time this morning before we get to chapter 25. Uh, in chapter 24, something interesting happens. Uh, uh, Abraham's getting on up in years. Uh, and he calls one day for his servant. Now, uh, the Bible never says in chapter 24 who this servant is. Uh, uh, we can make speculation who it is. But uh, at least in chapter 24, John, it is a unnamed servant. There's a reason for that. We'll get to it here in just a minute. But Abraham calls his servant to his bed. Uh, and he does something interesting, Michelle. He says, I want you to put your hand under my thigh and swear to me that you'll do something for me. And the servant, of course, said he'd do that. 
right? So that's what happened. Here's what he said. Uh, Abraham said, I want you to go back uh, and find a bride uh, for Isaac. Now, uh, Abraham said, I don't want you to take none of the ones around here. I want you to go back to the land, uh, journey all the way back and take a bride uh, uh, for Isaac. Now, you've got to understand, we realize that uh, Rebecca's never seen Isaac. She's never seen Abraham. Uh, uh, and uh, here the servant goes. He takes the camels. Uh, and he, he starts out going to uh, traveling back to the land. Uh, and the Bible said that uh, the servant prayed. I, I'm trying to catch you up best I can paraphrasing. Uh, uh, but the Bible said he prayed and said the damsel that come and uh, offer not only him water, but offer to draw water for the camels. Uh, uh, that that'd be the one that God would have him to bring to Isaac. And, uh, so here comes Rebecca, and that's exactly what happens. And uh, So here's what the servant begins uh, uh, to tell her about Isaac and about Abraham uh, and about the things that are transparent. Now, realize she's never seen Isaac. She's never seen Abraham. Uh, she's never met this servant. But all of a sudden, here it does show up. Uh, telling her about a man she's never seen uh, in a far away land. Uh, uh, my soul, that, that's beginning to sound a little bit familiar to me, doesn't it, you? Uh, uh, that unnamed servant becomes a picture uh, of the Holy Ghost. Isn't that what happened the night or the day you got saved? Uh, uh, didn't the Holy Ghost come and tell you about somebody you'd never laid eyes on? Uh, uh, somebody you'd never seen? Somebody that maybe you didn't know all that much about? Uh, uh, that was in a far away land? And uh, that servant becomes a picture of the Holy Ghost. The reason he's unnamed, uh, uh, just by way of introduction, because the Holy Ghost never brings uh, attention to himself. Isn't that right? He's always uh, pointing man to the Lord. Isn't that right? Uh, uh, so he becomes a picture of the Holy Ghost. Isaac, of course, becomes a picture uh, of Jesus. He becomes a picture of God the Son. Abraham, the one that sent the Holy Ghost, uh, or sent the servant, becomes a picture of God. God the Father, and Rebecca becomes a picture of the bride of Christ, uh, a picture of the church. Now, I'll show you a few things real quick just by way of introduction, and uh, then, then we'll get into chapter 25, all right? Uh, uh, look with me, if you would, in verse number uh, 58 of chapter 24. Now, uh, we, we, we've covered a lot of ground paraphrasing, but I'll pick up right here, uh, uh, the, the, let's paint the scene, the servant sitting there, and Rebecca and her family sitting there at the table, I had the servant pipes up and he says, well, uh, it's about time I get back to my master. It's about time I go back. Uh, and here's what he says. Watch what the Bible said. Uh, 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 well, let me say this. Verse 54. And they did eat and drink, he and the men that were with him, and tarried all night. And they rose up in the morning. Uh, and he said, send me away unto my master. And her brother and her mother said, Let the damsel abide with us a few days, at the least ten. Uh, and the, after that she shall go. Uh, he said to them, Hinder me not, saying, The Lord has prospered my way. Send me away, uh, I may go to my master. They said, We will call the damsel uh, and inquired her mouth. So here's the picture. They said, All right, if she's going, uh, it's time to go. While I'm here, uh, it's time to go. I've got to get back to Abraham. Uh, 
And the Bible said that her brother and her mother said, let her just abide a little while, at the least 10 days, then she can go. Now remember that service, a picture of the Holy Ghost. And he said, oh, no, that's not it. Can I say this? Man never has been able to come to the Lord in his own time. The Bible said, no man can come to the Father unless he be drawn. Isn't that right? And the servant said, while I'm here, she better decide because it's time to go. I'm not going to tear it. Here's what the Bible said. He said, well, call the damsel and inquired her own mouth. Now, verse 58, and they called Rebekah and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? My soul, what a question this morning. They called Rebecca. They said, listen, you know as much about as we do. You've never laid eyes on Isaac. You don't know what's awaiting on you. You don't understand everything, but wilt thou go with this man? The Bible said, and she said, I will go. Isn't that what had to happen when you got saved? Mama couldn't do it for you. Daddy couldn't do it for you. Husband, wife, preacher, deacons, nobody could do it. But it was a personal decision to go with the Lord. Isn't that right? Now, I said all that. I don't want to deal so much with that, but I do want to just say this by way of introduction. You may be here this morning. I've never been saved by the good grace of God. The Holy Ghost may be dealing with your heart. Can I say this? It really is that simple just to say, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe you. I will go. Isn't that right? We see the bride's decision. Then I want you to notice what happened. Bible said, verse 59, they sent away Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham serving his men. They blessed Rebekah and said, her, Thou art our sister, be thou the mother of thousands of millions. Let thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them. Watch verse 61. And Rebekah arose and her damsels, and they rode upon the camels and followed the man. Talking about that servant. And the servant took Rebekah and went his way. Now, that's interesting. Now, we see the bride's decision. She said, she said, I will go. But now the Bible said, Corey, that her and all their damsels, they loaded up them camels that the servant took from Abraham. My soul, I've got to hurry. I don't have time getting them camels, but I want to real bad. Them camels that the servant took from, the, from Abraham, he brought those not for himself, but for Rebekah. And listen, she climbed up on that camel. And he stood it out, you'd have found this. Uh, it was just a little bit over 500 miles uh, from where Rebecca was to where Isaac was. Uh, that's a pretty long journey. I mean, she said, I will go. Uh, but it wasn't just immediately she's in the presence of Isaac. Uh, and I got to pondering on that and thinking about that. And I thought, isn't that the way it is? Uh, I mean, John, it's been 20 years now uh, since I told the Holy Ghost, I will go. Uh, but I've never laid eyes on him. Uh, I've never seen him with a physical eye. They was a little over 500 miles of desert between her and Isaac. Isn't that what we're in this morning? Those of us saved by the grace of God. It seems like we're walking in a desert land that's dry and barren. Oh, how we long to see the one that we put our faith in, put our trust in. But there's a desert after the decision. Isn't that right? Let me just say this. I won't get into all of it. Don't 
don't have time. Uh, I'm just trying to give you an introduction this morning. Uh, but them camels, hey, see, Rebecca was not equipped uh, to make the journey from her, from her home to Isaac. Uh, but thank God them camels were. Uh, and guess who sent the camels? Abraham. Uh, isn't that right? Uh, the servant knew the way. Uh, and the camels were able to go. Uh, their feet were made to walk on the sand. Their eyes were made uh, to block out the sandstorms. Uh, there'd have been times, no doubt, Rebecca uh, would have just had to cover her face. Uh, the storms, the sandstorms would have been so bad. Uh, but even in that, the camels would have marched on. Uh, you say, preacher, what's that camel a picture of? Uh, it's a picture of the grace of God. Uh, aren't you glad the apostle Paul said, my grace uh, is sufficient for thee? Uh, aren't you glad this morning why we may be walking in the desert land uh, and it may be dry and hot and dreary uh, uh, but aren't you glad God's grace is sufficient uh, uh, for every mile this morning uh, uh, so we see the bride's decision uh, we see the bride's desert then I want you to notice this verse 62 as it came from the way of the way of the Horeb for he dwelt in the south country Isaac went out to meditate in the field at eventide, lifted up his eyes and saw him. Behold, the camels were coming. That's interesting to me. He didn't say the servant was coming. He didn't say Rebecca was coming. He said the camels were coming. So said, preacher, I wonder how come he said that. Could it be that the only reason she made it was because of the camels? I, I like that song, Christy and them sung the other night. And I, and I revival, they sung that song. I know how I made it. I, I made it by grace. Isn't that right? I, that's what Isaac said. He said he looked up I, and saw all the camels coming. I, let's just be honest. This morning, the only reason we got in was because of grace. I, the only reason we are where we are now is because of grace. I, and the only reason we'll make it to the other side is because of grace. I, I'm undeserving this morning and you are too uh, but thank God for grace isn't that right the Bible said behold the camels are coming Becca lifted up her eyes when she saw Isaac she lighted off the camel I know I'm preaching you two messages just bear with me and I'm hurrying when she saw Isaac John when her eyes finally saw she didn't need the camels no more is that right can I say this they is coming today friend uh, if we're going to see him face to face Bible says she lighted off the camels. Uh, you realize in that day that this corruptible put on incorruptible, uh, and this mortal put on immortality. Uh, hey, friend, we'll have a glorified body like unto him. Uh, hey, man, friend, that's right. Uh, and it's right here in the Bible. It's a picture this morning uh, of our salvation. I want you to this. Back lift up her eyes, so I light off the camel. For she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? Servant said, Is my master. Therefore she took a veil uh, and covered herself. That's interesting too. Bible said, What man is this that walketh to meet us? Isaac wasn't standing there waiting on Rebecca to come. The Bible said he'd come to meet her. Isn't that right? Y'all get that right here in just a minute. I believe Paul might have said something about how before, before everything went so bad the tribulation period. I, I believe the Bible teaches that, uh, that, that the dead in Christ shall rise first. Uh, uh, then those of us which are alive and remain shall be caught up uh, to meet the Lord in the air. Isn't that right? I'm glad he's coming back one day, aren't you? Uh, amen, friend. Uh, watch this. The Bible said, servant told Isaac all things he had done. Verse 6, 7, Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent, took Rebekah, and she became his wife. And he loved her. Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Now, said all that to say this. That's my introduction. I won't be long, I promise. I might die. Said all that to say this. Chapter 24, Rebekah married Isaac. 
Isn't that right? That's a picture. Do we agree this morning? That's a picture of us as the bride of Christ. God the Father sent the Holy Ghost to deal with our hearts and come into our heavenly eyes. It's a picture of our salvation. Something interesting happens in chapter 25. Never happened to her before chapter 24. All of a sudden, watch what the Bible said, chapter 25, verse number 22. The Bible said, and the children struggled together Within her. Now, let me show you something. Now, I understand. I know it's Mother's Day, and I, I'm going somewhere, but I just couldn't get this off my heart. Chapter 23, Rebecca wasn't, there wasn't no children struggling with him, Rebecca. Chapter 24, there's no children struggling with him, Rebecca. But after she come to Isaac, after she became the bride of Isaac, all of a sudden, John chapter 25, there's two children struggling within her. Got to think about that. I thought, my soul, what a, what a picture of us after we get saved. Hey, said, preacher, what do you mean? Now, I, I was talking to somebody this morning about some things going on, different things, and uh, uh, let me say this. You know why that it's, it's, it's difficult to show somebody sometimes that they're, what they're doing is wrong? Because they don't have two natures. They're just feeding their flesh, isn't that right? Our flesh desires to do what fulfills our flesh. Rebecca, chapter 24, she didn't have two children struggling within her. But after she became the bride of Isaac, all of a sudden there's Jacob and Esau struggling within her. Isn't that what Paul said? We've got two natures, the flesh, the spirit, the old man, the new man struggling within us. Kenny said this morning, Sunday school, he said, if you, if you can go out and live any way you want to, there's never nothing bothers you, never nothing convicts you, never nothing shows you what you're doing is wrong. Chances are you might not have got what you thought you got. Isn't that right? Because after you come to Christ, there's two natures. That flesh is still there. I'll be honest with you, Corey. Wouldn't it have been so much better if the Lord just took away our flesh and our old nature? Uh, had it been wonderful if he'd just done that, but he didn't. Uh, but what he did do... Uh, that was indwell us with the Holy Ghost. Isn't that right? Kenny talked a little bit this morning uh, in Mark chapter 1 about being baptized with the Holy Ghost. Uh, but let me tell you what that is. When you're baptized uh, in the Holy Ghost, it baptizes you into the body of Christ. That's what the Bible said. Uh, you're baptized into the body of Christ. They said, preacher, how does that happen? Somehow or another, I'll be honest with you, I don't understand it all neither, but i tell you what it means. Uh, what it means is this, the moment I accepted Christ, uh, I, I was baptized into the body of Christ. And John, that meant that I died with him at Calvary, I was buried with him, uh, I rose again, and the Bible said uh, in the book of Ephesians that he hath made us to sit in him uh, in heavenly places. You know what that means? Uh, I've heard people say, oh preacher, I hope I get to heaven, they don't lose me, uh, I, I'm just telling you what the Bible teaches. Uh, I'm not hoping I make it to heaven. Uh, I've been baptized in the body of Christ. Uh, I'm already there. Isn't that right? Uh, I'm in Christ. And if he's sitting on the right hand of God. Uh, and I'm sitting together in heavenly places. Uh, in Christ Jesus. Isn't that right? That's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But that's not all that happens. The Holy Ghost baptizes you into the body of Christ. But the Holy Ghost also indwells the believer. Is that right? The, the Holy Ghost dwells within the heart, within the soul of the believer. Now, that's that two natures. John, you'll wake up. 
tomorrow morning. Every one of us will. We'll wake up tomorrow morning. There, whether you realize it or not, there's a war going on within your body. Whether you realize it or not. I, I, I heard Maze Jackson say, I know I've told you this before, but I heard Maze Jackson talk one time. He got to go preach several years up in Cherokee to the Indians and uh, said that one day the chief got saved and went back the next year and he was talking to the chief and uh, he asked the chief how things have been going. He said, preacher, they, they, there's two, two wolves inside of me. One does good, one does wrong. One's good and one's evil. May said, well, which one wins? He said, the one I feed the most. Is that right? That there's, there's two natures inside everyone. If you're saved this morning, if you're not saved, you don't have two natures. You just got, a, you just got the old man, isn't that right? You, uh, you're just carnally minded. There is no spirit that leads and guides. But to those that are saved, after chapter 24, Rebecca became the bride of Christ. In chapter 25, she had two children struggling within her womb. And can I say this? Every one of us that are saved this morning has a flesh, has an old man, and then has a spirit, uh, which is the new man. Isn't that right? Now I'll show you a few things about Rebecca. Now I told you, it's not going to be the kind of Mother's Day message you thought it was, but for me, it's real Mother's Day, okay? Uh, but listen, I, I'll show you a few things in the life of Rebecca. I'd love to show you a lot, but I don't have time this morning. I just want to show you a few things. Notice, first of all, the setting. Now, Bible said verse 19, Watch what he said. These are generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begat Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife. That shows he's already taken Rebekah to be his wife, the daughter of Beth of the Syrian of Padera, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Now, realize that I know I've said it already, I'm not going to spend much time. They'd already been married. Rebecca had already accepted Isaac, uh, and the Bible said that after that, uh, Rebecca conceived, uh, and, the, and the children struggled within her. Isn't that right? So we see the setting. It was after her marriage. Then notice the struggle. I told you, I'm, not going, I'm just going to give it to you quick. I just want to spend one point that I really want to spend some time on. Notice the struggle. Verse 22, Babs and the children struggled together within her. She said, if it be so, why am I thus? She went to inquire of the Lord. Now, here's what happened. It's interesting to me. Rebecca, the Bible tells us, Michelle, that she had struggled. She, had, she was barren, is what the Bible says. Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife, and the Lord was entreated of her. And the Bible says she conceived, right? She struggled, Tammy, to be able to conceive, and now she finally had. The Bible says that the children struggle within her. And here's what she said. If it be so, why am I thus? She couldn't figure out, sure, that what was going on. She thought, now, I'm not trying to be crude, but they didn't have modern medicine like you and I do. They couldn't go do an ultrasound. They couldn't just go tell her what was happening. Now, she didn't understand. She couldn't figure out, John, why this struggle was taking place within her. Uh, because she, she just has conceived, isn't that right? I'm not trying to be ugly, but I got to think about that this week, and I thought, I think every new Christian struggles with that just a little bit. You know, you first get saved, and everything's good, and then next thing you know, something happens, you begin to feel that warfare inside of you. If you're not careful, you'll get to thinking, what in the world's wrong? 
Something's happened, right? I, I, I remember when I did. Uh, I mean, John, I, remember, I got saved when I was seven years old. Uh, Chris, I, I remember I was so tickled. I went to school the next day, told everybody uh, I was thrilled to death. Uh, but then that first time that I, I told a lie, whatever the case might have been, and uh, all of a sudden I really faced that struggle inside of whether to do right or whether to do wrong. Was I going to let the old man win or the new man? Uh, I, I mean, it worried me. It was a struggle within We'd be honest this morning. I don't care how long you've been saved. Some have been saved longer than I've been alive. It's still a struggle. I stood around one day, some young preachers younger than me, and there was an old man of God in a meeting one night, and I just walked over, and them young preachers was talking to him, and I to be honest, I just walked over here, Chris, and I just stood there and just wanted to hear what he had to say. I didn't ask him nothing. I just wanted to hear him talk. And one of them young men asked him a question. said, Preacher, how old do I have to be before I can go to Walmart? See some woman walk down the, walk down the aisle half-dressed and it not bother me. An old man of God, here's what he said. He said, son, I couldn't tell you, I'm just 87. Is that right? How can, how long have you been saved? There's a struggle inside of every one of us. The Bible said the children struggled within her and Rebecca didn't understand why. So we notice what she did. The Bible said that she went Verse number, verse number uh, 30, or verse number 24, I'm sorry, or verse 23, I'm sorry. That's in the Lord said unto her, she went and asked and inquired of the Lord. The Lord said, verse 23, the Lord said unto her, two nations are in thy womb. Two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. One people shall be stronger than the other people. The elder shall serve the younger. Now, so the Lord tells in verse 23, notice the significance. Here's what the Lord tells her. Now, it's a picture. I realized literally Rebecca had two children, but it's a picture this morning that you and I can glean from, from the life of Rebecca. Here's what the Lord's saying. There's two different people in your womb. Is that right? There's two different people inside of you. Now, let me say this. Everyone have you here this morning saved by the grace of God? There's two different people inside of you. I pick on Corey. He won't mind. If he does, I just won't let it bother me too bad. But... Listen, right now, Tamika, there's two different people inside of him. There's the old court. Now, I, now listen to me. I, I know a little bit about Corey's testimony. I'm not trying to say he does everything he used to do. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm telling you that man's still in there. Is that right? And there's, there's the, the new man. And that's constantly at war with each other. And it do us well so many times we get our suit and tie on and boy, we look good and we've got our dresses uh, down to our knees and everything's great. I, I'm, not being, I'm not saying any of that's bad. Uh, but I tell you this, it do us well to remember if we're not careful, we'll get to looking at our long nose at what somebody else did. Uh, but every last one of us has it inside of us. Do you know that? And one of us above it this morning. So the Lord told us that there's two different people inside your womb. She had twins. He said, they, they're two very different people. Now, I never had twins, but I, I, I've got two boys. And I tell you this, Andrew is so much like me. God help me. I could bring his neck sometimes. Aaron's so much like his mama. God help him. She could wring her his neck sometimes. I, I, somebody said, that don't make no sense. Looks like you'd get along with the one like you. I didn't marry somebody like me. I married somebody like her mama. Isn't that right? Uh, and sometimes me and Andrew butt heads. And sometimes her and Aaron butt heads. But listen to me. They're completely different. Is that right? Grew up in the same house, but they're completely different. 
Andrew has got to have somebody right there with him, talking to him all the time. Aaron will go to his room and be gone for hours. I mean, you don't even know where he's at. You'll go in there and you say, you want me to turn the TV up? No. You may read you a book? No. You want to play your phone? No. What are you going to do? Just lay here. He's just perfectly content. He don't have to talk to nobody. He's completely different. That's what the Lord's telling Rebecca. There's two different people inside you. Inside you and they're completely different. Would you agree with this? If you're saved this morning, there's two different people inside of you, and they're completely different this morning. They're constantly at war one with another. Constantly, a constant struggle, a constant fight. Not only that, he said, there's two different people. Watch this. Here's what he said. He said, said the Lord said, there are two nations are in thy womb. Two men of people should be separated from thy baths. The one people shall be stronger than the other. Here's what the Lord told her. One of them's going to win. Now, I know that I, I know that that's, that's not very popular in these days, but somebody's going to win. It, it irks me. I know it ought not to. That they asked me to help coach that T-ball team, and John, I finally just told them just, I couldn't do it. I said, I just, I just, it's not in me to do it. I just cannot do it. I know it's T-ball. I know somebody's looking at me like I'm crazy, but somebody ought to win. If you're going to play, somebody ought to win. I was over the other day. Uh, it wasn't even Andrew's team. It was the other team. And one of them little boys on Andrew's team hit the ball. And this little boy uh, playing, playing shortstop, he, he, he picked up the ball. And he, he popped up and fired it over to first base. And it bounced one or two times. That boy reached down and caught it with his glove on first base. And his, his foot was still in the bag. And I stood up and said, Hout! He got him hurt. They said, oh, no, we, we don't do that. No, 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 no. I mean, I was thinking for the other team. I thought, well, let's cut the. I mean, they did it right. That little boy ought to go sit down. Uh, he got out. Somebody ought to win. What the Lord said was, there's two people inside of you, and one of them's going to win. That right? I don't care what I don't care what society says. Uh, I don't care what Oprah and Doctor Phil says. Uh, somebody's going to win. Isn't that right? Uh, I've got good news for you. Listen to me. Uh, uh, you say, preacher, I, I think I'm a pretty good. No, you're not. Uh, uh, the Bible said there is none good. Isn't that right? Uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, hey, it's not a one of us uh, in our flesh that's good this morning. Is that right? So we've got our flesh, then we've got the spirit. And one of them is going to be stronger than the other. Kind of like the Indian chief said, whichever one I feed the most, he seems to win. And now he's stronger. Watch this. I, I'm hurt. Stronger than the other people. Watch this. I like, I like this last little, little part of this verse, verse 23. And the elder shall serve the younger. Now, that's interesting. You say, preacher, how, how do you get that? Now, I realize, I realize this one, we don't base our doctrine off of types. I get that. And I realize, I'm not trying to build a doctrine off this. I just don't have time to go short all to you in the New Testament and catch us up. So you just take my word for it and go home and study it, all right? It is possible this morning to let the Spirit win out in your life. We got off quiet right there. It is possible to let the Spirit. Bible said, be not drunk with wine where it is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. Isn't that right? And he went on to tell us down through those verses uh, what happened when you're filled with the Spirit. It said things like this. Uh, singing and making melody in your heart and toward the Lord. Uh, uh, singing those, those psalms and spiritual songs. Uh, it is possible for the Spirit to win out and be the stronger in your life. That's what, that's what the Lord told Rebecca. He said, the elder shall serve the younger. Now, we're going to find out here in just a minute. Esau was born first. That's the picture of the flesh. 
right? Now, I'm going to show you in a minute. I'll get there. Esau was born first. Jacob was born second. The Bible said when he came out that his hand had a hold of Esau's heel. That right? Exactly what the Lord said happened literally later on. It, see, the Lord didn't choose to carry the line, that the line of the promised seed, of the promised seed of the woman. He didn't carry that through Esau. He carried it through Jacob. Now, I don't have time getting how all that happened, but he carried it through the younger. And the elder served the younger. That right? But for you and I, there's an application to be made. Your flesh doesn't always have to win out. I must be rubbing a nerve right there. I mean, it gets quiet every time I say that. Your flesh doesn't always have to win out. It is possible tomorrow when you go to school or work how to be led by the Spirit. It is possible tomorrow how to let the Spirit have control of your life. Listen to me. Being filled with the Holy Ghost, that's not more and more the Holy Ghost. That's letting the Holy Ghost have more and more of you. See, when we got saved, we got every bit of the Spirit we was ever going to get. Being filled is letting Him have more and more of you. Isn't that right? He'll take up as much room as you'll let him this morning uh, but you've got to be willing to surrender uh, and submit your life uh, and allow him to fill you isn't that right? It's not getting more it's not the fact that some people are more spiritual than others or have more of the spirit it's just the fact some people submitted more to them. Right? It is possible for the elder to serve the younger. See Esau was born first, that's a picture of the flesh isn't that how it was for you and I? Listen, I've been walking around my flesh a whole lot longer than I have the Spirit. Got saved when I was seven years old. So I got seven more years walking around the flesh than I do the Spirit. You say, oh, preacher, I don't care. You watch them little youngins. Surely, what's that youngin's name? I can't remember. Avery. I guarantee you sometime today, that youngin will cry. There won't be nothing wrong with it. It ain't going to be hungry. It ain't going to need change. It. Nah, it's not sick. It just wants somebody to pick it up. That right? That right? You know what that is? That's a lie. Boy, it's getting quiet right there. Some of y'all must have been lying too. Some of y'all been crying when there wasn't nothing wrong, ain't you? Man, uh, listen, uh, but nobody had to teach that young and that. Uh, it's the old man. It's the flesh. Uh, it's the sin nature that we're born with. But it is possible this morning. Seen, seen men that were nothing but drunks, nothing but dope addicts. Uh, I mean, lived vile, wretched lives. Uh, and God make a difference in their life uh, because it is possible uh, to be spirit-filled uh, and let the new man win out. That's the good news. But I've got bad news for you this morning. It is possible, if you want to, to let your old man win out. To everyone you feed more, Gonna be the one. Is that right? That it's Mother's Day, and I'm trying to be nice. So nod your head and act like you're enjoying it. And I'll move on. All right. Listen, it's possible this morning. If you want to, my. Listen, it's possible this morning. You've seen it. I've seen it. You've seen men, women, boys, and girls that have fulfilled their flesh, have fulfilled the desires and the lusts of their flesh, and the old man has worn out. And this morning they've ruined their testimony. They've ruined their life because they let the old man win. Isn't that right? Never God's intent. He said, the elder shall serve the younger. It is the intent of the Lord for the, for the, for the spirit to control the flesh and not the other way around. Isn't that right? 
say the significance, notice the separation. Bible said in verse 24, when her days been delivered with field, there were twins in her womb. First came out red all over like a, like a hairy garment. They called his name Esau. After that came his brother out and took hold of his on Esau's heel. His name was called Jacob. And Isaac was three score years old when she bared them. And the boys grew. Esau was a cunning hunter, man of the field. And Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. Here's all I want you to see. You can't put the two together. It's impossible. Notice what he said. The first one come out, Esau. Red and hairy all over. Like a garment. Right? Jacob come out smooth. Can't put them together. There's no way to mesh them together. Two completely separate, different people. And you must learn to separate the two. The Bible talks about trying the spirits, whether they be the Lord. Isn't that right? It's important. It's more, listen, it's important for every child of God to realize that there are two natures within the outside and be able to recognize uh, which one it is. Isn't that right? Separate. Oh, see, not only that, verse 27, the boys grew. Esau was a cunning hunter, man of the field. That word, that word man of the field, that word field literally means earth. What he was saying was this, man of the world. What he was saying, man of the earth, man of the world. Jacob was a plain man, dwelling in tents. Jacob never did like to get bogged down too much. He wasn't trying to settle down. He was just constantly on the move. Isn't that right? Every time you see the Holy Ghost in your Bible, it's moving over something. It's constantly moving and stirring and breathing. It is the breath of God constantly. So you see the separation. Then I want you to notice this, and I'm done. I promise you, I'm done right here. What time is it? Lord, yeah, I'm going to be done by 12 o'clock. That's a miracle. Watch this. Verse 28, notice the splitting, and I'm done. So, preacher, what do you mean by the split? And Bible said, Isaac loved Esau. Now, a lot of controversy right here in this verse we're just we're getting ready to read. Bible said, Isaac loved Esau because he didn't eat of his venison. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Now, there's a whole lot of controversy right there. And it's Mother's Day. And I'm not trying to tell you you mothers already love one of young as more than another. That's not what I'm saying. But what an what a, what a application that can be made. The Bible said that Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. You know what that was? The Bible said that Esau was a cunning hunter, man of the field. Constantly going out hunting to meat. Constantly bringing back home meat. Going out into the world and bringing back... Bringing back the spoils of the world. Are you with me? Constantly going out in the field and bringing back the beast. And how constantly doing those things. And the Bible said that Isaac loved him for it. He loved to eat of his venison. You know why? Because it fed his flesh. that right? Now listen to me. Isaac loved Esau because he'd eat of his venison. Can I tell you something this morning? I'm just being as honest as I know how to be. Carnal. In myself, I love that old man. Right? I, I love Michelle. That there's a the Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a season. There's a part of me, Corey, that loves it when he brings back the spoils of the world and feeds my flesh. Isn't that right? That there's a part of me that loves that. The Bible said, but Rebecca loved Jacob. That right? Rebecca, listen to me. Rebecca's a picture. Of the bride of Christ. Can I say this? The carnal man. You better understand this morning. The carnal man loves that old man. 
He loves to. There ain't a one of us in here. You can sit there and look spiritual and dignified if you want to. Friend, I know you. You're made the same stuff I am. I, there's a part of us that loves to eat off our, feed our flesh I, and feast off of the world. I, there's a part of us that loves that. My mom was talking to me the other day. I don't recognize anybody in this world any more spiritual than my mom. She told me the other day, she said, I went to Walmart. She said, playing a song I hadn't heard in years. And she said, the whole song played. I listened to the whole song while I was going through Walmart. And, or no, it wasn't in Walmart. It was in the parking lot going to Walmart. She said, but the, it was blaring. So she said, I listened just about the whole song before I got in Walmart. Here's what she said. She said, there's one line in that song that had some awful bad language in it. She said, I ain't heard it, John, in 30 years. What she said, all day long it played around in my mind. And it wasn't the chorus. It was that. One line over and over and over. You know why? Because there's a part of us that love to feast off of the world. And I'm not trying to be mean. Some of you look like I done stepped on your toes. I'm not trying to this morning. I'm just being honest with you. There's a part of us that loves it. There's a part of us this morning that when we hear things we are not here, it feeds our flesh. Well, I'm not being ugly. I've heard men get up and give their testimony and glorify the things they used to do because it feeds our flesh. All right? Just be honest, it does. I'm not just talking about gross sin. Pride feeds our flesh. All right? The love of money feeds our flesh. Go ahead and nod your head. It'd be all right. Pride and the love of money and greed and envy and all these things. All these things is when we love it because it feeds our flesh. That's what the Bible said. Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. But Rebekah, picture of the bride of Christ, loved Jacob. Can I say this when I'm done? There's two natures. There's a war inside of us, two natures. You better learn this morning how to split them. All right? Better learn how to separate the two. The Bible said Isaac loved Esau. You always have to wrap your mind around the fact, John, there's always, I don't care how old you get, and I know, I'm not, I don't mean this disrespectful, you're, you're on up there past me, but I don't care how old you get, it's always going to be a part of you loves that old man. It's always going to be a part likes to feed that flesh. It's always going to be a part like that. But from the night you got saved, there's another part. In order to love the Spirit of God and the things of God. Listen to me. I'm not trying to be ugly. You said, Preacher, how can you split the two? How can you differentiate between the two? God will never lead you into something that goes against his word or his will. All right? There's a lot of, th- I'll be honest, there's a lot of things that, that I, my flesh longs for. There's a lot of things my flesh desires, but God will never lead against his word or his will. Isn't that right? You're going to have to learn to split them. Senator, 